0: Gardening with Cisco is brought to you by g Organics.
1: Hey, bonjour you gardening cats and gators. Welcome to Gardening with Cisco, March 23rd. So, uh, hey, it's spring <laughs> and it feels like spring out there. It's wonderful. So, uh, I want to say hi to everyone I spoke to before, right away at the beginning of the show. But I do want to let you know I'm flying solo today. You got a garden question you want answered? You just give me a call one triple eight nine seven three Cairo one triple eight nine seven three five four seven six and we'll talk gardening. Because man, it is spring and things are exploding. Have you seen the magnolias? Wow. Okay, hey, I want to say hi to everyone who uh, came to my talk at the Peninsula Home and Garden Expo. That was last Sunday and. Uh, had a real nice crowd, saw some good friends. It was great. So thanks for coming. And uh, then I headed over to Canada. I took off Thursday. I went to the Squamish Garden Club. So that's over near Whistler. It's really a cool town if you haven't ever been there. And uh, the talk was really fun. Thank goodness uh, the, the person who was setting up the talk, uh they had the cable was no good at first and uh, t- hooked to my computer, and all the pictures were bright red. <laughs> but uh, the guy came through and found a good cable. The pictures looked great, everything was great. And uh, other than there was no microphone, I had to yell a little in a big theater, but uh, it worked out great. Hey, and if you ever go to Squamish, they have the Stuamus Chief rock there, but everybody calls it the chief rock. It's the biggest rock in the world, except for the rock of Gibraltar. This is this gigantic, enormous, really tall rock. And uh, you can hike up this sucker. It is so steep. So I've hiked it. I've spoke for them before up there and I hiked To all four peaks when I did it, but it took me all day. I barely made it down before it got dark. I got lost. (laughs) That's another story. But on this one, I only went to uh, the first peak, but oh my gosh, what a climb that is. So if you go there, you got to do that hike. It's real, real fun. And then the garden club up there bought me a ticket for the Sea to Sky Gondola. So that was so fun. This gondola goes from uh, right at sea level and just goes to the top of this mountain so fast and so steep. You can't believe it. And the views up there are fantastic. And then uh, there's some good hiking up there. In the summer, there'd be trails all over you could take. In the winter, it was quite snowy up there, but thank goodness there were a few good hikes. I froze my feet off up there because I didn't really have the right shoes for that, but it worked out okay. And I just had a wonderful time. So thanks so much for having me up there. And if you go up there, take that gondola. It's uh, something you'll never forget. And Hike the chief too, but uh, bring your knee protection when you do it. I had to go back to the car. As soon as I saw what I was in for, I totally forgot how steep it was. You just go up these stairs, stairs, stairs when you start. So I went back to the car and got my knee pads and put those on, and then I was all right. So. <laughs> hey, uh, okay. Hey, tomorrow, something great going on, the NPA Nicolet Memorial Lecture, and it's over at the Bellevue Botanical Garden, and it's not a lecture this year. They're having a film. It's called Five Seasons, The Gardens of Piet Oudolf, And uh, he's the guy that designed the High Line in New York. He uh, he did the um, Millennium Park in Chicago. So uh, he, he's a really, really famous guy. It's supposed to be a really beautiful movie about him and his gardens. So uh, that. At 12 o'clock at the Bellevue Botanical Garden doors open for a plant sale. And then at 1 o'clock, you can go in there and watch that fun, fun movie. I wish I could go over and check that out, but I can't make it tomorrow. I think there's a fee, so check that. Go to c i s c o e C-I-S-C-O-E.com, and then go to events to find out about that. One other big one I want to let you know that sounds really fun, March 28th at the Bellevue Botanical Garden uh they're having a talk on botanical gardens of eastern russia it's free but you got to register so i'm sure that's in the evening i forgot to write that down but uh so um th- that sounds like a—I think mary and i are thinking about going to that cuz i'd love to know more about that uh, the Botanical Gardens of Eastern Russia, and they're having a bunch of different uh, people that run these botanical gardens. And educators, they brought them here to the States to talk about this. So pretty darn cool. Now, we got a lot of callers on the line. I'm not going to go too much longer because we'll get right back to you folks. But before I do, I want to let you know where I'm going to be I am now, I am in the middle of, like, uh, giving so many garden talks, my head's spinning, but I'm enjoying the tweet a lot of it, having a wonderful time. I had so much fun in Canada. It was unbelievable. All oh, i would hiking. I didn't get home till after 10 o'clock last night. Okay, so uh, tomorrow I'm going to be at the Skadger Island Counties Builders Association Home Show. I always loved that one. Because all the builders up there make these unbelievable playhouses, and then uh, they um, raffle them off. So you could win the. I mean, these are not your average playhouses. These are like play mansions. They are so cool, you can't believe it. And uh, everybody gets a vote on their favorite ones. It's really a fun event. And uh, my talk has stumped a chump. So it's it's located at the Skagit County Fairgrounds, One Four Virginia Street, Mount Virgin, uh, Mount Vernon. Pardon me, <laughs> and that is tomorrow at noon. Okay, so I hope I see gazillions of you there. It should be nice tomorrow. So nice day for a home show. Hey, and then Friday, I'm at the Snohomish Master Gardeners Winter Speaker Series. The Snohomish Master Gardeners bring in really great speakers. Of course, I'm humbly calling myself one of those. And uh, so the talk is Friday, three twenty-nine. Uh, so that's March twenty-ninth at nine thirty a.m. Now, uh, this my talk is life lessons. What thirty yards of gardening has taught me? Oh la la! I still got to put that talk together. I better get to work. I also have to do about 8 million rewrites for my book this week. Woo, it's going to be busy. And uh, hey, the location, it's a new spot now. It's at the Trinity Lutheran Church, 6215 196th Street, Southwest Linwood. And um, hey, uh, so they sell the series, so you can only get in if there's openings, but I, there's usually enough that you can find somewhere to sit. And I don't know how big this church is now, the, the place where you speak. So uh, um, anyway, go early if you want to go to that. It starts at 930. And that's on uh, my uh, talks page. So you want to go to that if you want to check that out. Just a quick, in one week, I'll be at the Zenith Holland Gardens. Oh, I had a lot of fun when I did that for the first time last year. That is Saturday March 30th at one thirty p.m., and that's over on Marine View Drive in Des Moines. And then uh, just heads up, 10 days from now, I'll be out on the San Juan Islands speaking uh, there about great plants for rain shadow gardening. And then uh, two weeks from now, I'll be at Windmill Gardens for one of their morning breakfast talks. Those are so fun, and I'll be giving away a lot of plants there. Great plants for your spring garden. So, all right, lots going on for me. All right, I'm going to take a break right now, 97.3 Cairo FM. When we get back, Jason, I'm going to pop you on the air on 97.3 Cairo FM. Jason and Goldfire, welcome to Gardening with Cisco. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Just fantastic.
2: Good. Hey, we've got the, uh, some bamboo out here that we used as a screen. And because I've heard the horror stories about it spreading and all that stuff,
1: uh, yeah,
3: we, put
2: it in, we put it in some big boxes, cedar wood boxes, three feet by three feet by three feet. And within two years, it grew to height and it worked great. Uh, We And they've been in there for eight years. This will be its eighth summer coming up. And we noticed last summer the leaves were no longer as green as they should have been or were. uh, They're smaller. The the clumps seem to be a little thinner than normal. But we didn't do anything about it, and we never have because they've always been in good shape. I Actually, I spoke to you about it in previous years, and you actually said fertilize them with organic lawn food. That's the only thing we've ever done to them. And they've been fine. This year... They're looking very thin, very yellow. Is this a weather issue, or do they need to be divided now after eight years, or what do you think?
1: My guess is they need to be divided. They're probably so root-bound in those containers now. So that's not going to be the easiest job you've ever done. (laughs) I'm sure, I'm sure. Getting those out of there is going to be difficult. You're going to have to probably break them up into chunks. And take one of the chunks from the outer side that looks healthy, as you can find, and replant that right in the middle and let it take off again. Or a couple. You know, you could put more than one in in each thing. But I don't know. It's going to be very, very difficult to get it out. Uh, Well,
2: I I kind of thought the same thing. We could just take the boxes apart.
1: Oh, much. That'll that'll make it easy.
2: Right. Completely start over with... with brand-new everything, new dirt, if there's even any dirt left in there. I mean, there's literally thousands of of, of stocks coming up out of these boxes, and they're big. They're three feet by three feet by three feet.
1: Yeah. Uh, full,
2: wow. Full of canes, you know. There's probably yeah. no room for anything else.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what's going on. I think it's time to, to you know, break those boxes apart. And uh, get rid of a whole ninety-five yards, and you could start if you got a healthy chunk, or else just go buy some new ones and start over. I mean, you got eight great years out of them, so it seems like that's pretty darn good, and definitely want to start over with all new soil. The whole nine yards.
2: Okay, now if we were to do that, take the boxes apart and divide—is now a good time, or should we just leave the screen the way it is? And maybe do it in the fall, this coming fall.
1: That's good. I. Th- think you could do it right now. I don't see why you couldn't.
2: Okay, so that would mean we'd have to sacrifice our screen for summer.
1: Yeah, so you could uh, wait okay. if you want. Just make sure you give them adequate water and feed okay. them a bit. And uh, who knows, you know, maybe the whole thing will snap out of this. Maybe it was from the bad weather, and it might just bounce back and go another eight years the way it is. So. <laughs>
2: Hopefully. You know, out here in Goldbar, we got about four feet of snow when that big snow hit three weeks ago.
1: You know, it could be the weather. It really could. I I forgot that you're in Goldbar. That makes a big difference. It's a lot colder, and bamboo is borderline hardy in a place like that. So I think they may snap out of this, and you know what you could do? If you've got some that are healthy and some aren't, cut a lot of the stuff that's not healthy down. Make it sure you keep a screen, and I think brand new beautiful ones will grow up and take their place really quickly.
2: You're, you're talking about thinning them out?
1: Yeah, thin the livid tweedle out of them.
2: Okay. Well, maybe we'll try that. We don't want to necessarily give up our screen during summertime.
1: Especially. Right. So don't overdo it, but you know bamboo is the fastest-growing plant on Earth, and they'll come up pretty quick after you thin them out, and... Uh, they come out of the ground the same diameter they're gonna be when they're at their full height and they grow to their full height in one to two months. so no kidding. yeah, there's nothing no as fast in uh, in a, I don't know if I ever told you this, but in ancient societies uh you know where uh, where they'd have wars, you know, if they captured somebody on the other side and they wanted to know the, the plans for the other side they would tie a, they'd cut the bamboo down tie a guy on top of it and the bamboo would grow through them in two or three days just enough time <laughs> to think maybe i would like to have a little chat about our plans you know right right uh, so uh okay okay hey uh, let me know what happens i'll be really curious to see if it bounces back from all this
2: I will. I will. And should we should we try the uh, one more time this year the organic lawn food that you've always
1: yeah kept? yeah give that another shot because okay. if you're gonna thin it out you want those new ones to grow back fast.
2: Okay, we'll do that then.
1: All right, cool as could be. I can't All wait right. to find out. All right, thank you very much. All right, Jason, thanks. Great call. Bye. All right. Okay, let's go to Lisa. I think we got time to do a question with Lisa. Hey in Mont Lake Terrace, Lisa. Hi, how are ya?
4: Hi. I'm great, Cisco. Thank you. Thanks. Hey, um, I have a couple of Daphne's. Some uh-huh. are ice and eternal fragrance. They're about three or four years old. And I've never pruned them. I know they're a little easier to deal with than some Daphne's, but can I prune them and when should I prune
1: them? So are these after, Daphne Odoras or
4: Um it's let me look at my sheet here. Daphne. Translantica, eternal oh, fragrance. Oh,
1: okay, that's different. Yep. Tran- yeah, they're
4: both translanticas Oh, okay.
1: I, These are Burke woody kind of crosses, and they bloom all summer long. They're wonderful Daphne's. Um, you know, Daphne, d- despite the fact that they could die in a second without warning you, they're quite prunable. So okay. uh, you know, if it's—is it getting too tall? Is it over your walk? Why it's do you want to prune it? Uh, it just
4: get a little lanky, a little leggy. Oh, okay. Um, like it's the pru-
1: the blooms are
4: on the end, but um, ah, oh, they just—I guess I don't have to prune them, but they are looking leggy, and I think over uh, time they're just gonna.
1: Yeah, you need to get. you need to prune them. They'll start falling over and everything. So yeah, yeah I would cut back. A little. Cut back to where there's a node. With a leaf, if possible. So you can cut, you know, down a third of the way. And, uh, you know, what I like to do, though, instead of cutting the whole thing down a third, I will, I usually, what I do is I cut some branches way back in, you know, down like two-thirds, so that you get new growth starting there. And then maybe leave some of the better ones tall, then next year, you could prune those way down, and then you're okay. basically starting over from way down low. You could risk gotcha. you could risk cutting the whole thing down two-thirds. I think it would do fine, but that's a little more risky. Uh-huh. Does yeah. it,
4: should I wait till after it blooms, or does it matter? Oh, well, it blooms well you know, they, summer, they like bloom all know, summer. I think
1: pleasure. I'd go ahead and yeah. do it now. Okay, okay. Yeah, and I've never
4: fertilized them. Should I fertilize
1: them? Yeah, I think I would fertilize them. Why not? And uh, I just give them—I uh, would give them a good organic, uh, like tomato food.
3: Okay.
4: And
1: if you wanted, you could work a little alfalfa meal around them. Oh, la la! That ought to make them bloom like they mad, like that. and they like that alkaline conditions, so it would be a okay. perfect combo. Okay, great. Yeah, don't I've breathe. I've had uh, two don't
4: babies in three years, so my garden has been the Darwin Garden. It's all, every plant for itself. <laughs> you I, can't survive, you're out. But uh, I'm to the point now I can start doing a little more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. A Darwin Garden's a good kind of garden. I kind of have a Darwin Garden, too, I'll tell you what. It's a yeah, better performer. They a- are out of <laughs> there. They're out. <laughs> well, good luck okay. and keep me posted how that goes. Don't breathe don't breathe the alfalfa meal and work it into the ground. Don't keep that alfalfa meal sitting in your garage or you'll uh, hate the Mises to pieces like I did.
4: Okay. So oh, uh, keep it
1: in a metal can or something.
4: Okay.
1: All right. Thank cool. you so much, Cisco. Have a great weekend. All right, Lisa. Thanks for the call. Bye. Bye bye. All right. We're going to let you know what's going on in the news, and then uh, I'll be back to take your questions. I've got open lines, one 973 5476 one 973 Cairo. Do you- Oh la, la hey, I'll be on New Day, uh, let's see, Monday, so that's March 25th, and um, so that's on 11 o'clock on King 5, I love, I'm on there every other week, I just love going on there with Margaret Larson, she's a, she's really fun. So uh, I have figured out what I'm going to do, so if anybody, if you get a good idea, send me a quick email at cisco.com. Uh, just send it to cisco.com because I'd love to know what you recommend I do. Okay, hey, we're heading to Bremerton now, and we'll talk to Gary over there. Hey, Gary, what's going on in Bremerton? Hey,
0: Cisco. Well, the blossoms
1: are out. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Oh, my gosh, it happened yep. so fast. Snow I know, one it day. like a woke up and they were there. Uh, <laughs> well, you a couple
0: of years ago, Uh, Yeah, it's been on two years ago. I had this large peach tree in the backyard, and I wanted to put it up on a hill kind of in the front area. And you suggested the size of root ball. This was six to eight feet, I guess you might say. It was uh, a peach. It was a frost peach. Ah. Uh, And it was in the fall, and I got a young fellow. It's hard to find help, um, but he must have not been real familiar with uh, transplanting or anything, I expected. So he cut one. He dug one side out, and then uh, before we dug the other side out, I has, I was distracted. I come back and he cut all the roots on one side. Oh la uh, la! <laughs> so <laughs> the other side we salvaged uh, the roots there. We pulled it out with the tractor and put it on a trailer, hauled it around. I had made a big massive hole. You said that fruit was pretty forgiving. So yeah, I put it in a hole with lots of potting soil, fertilizer it. Well, just a little bone meal, not a lot of fertilizer. And uh, see, that was last year. This year, the thing is full of blossoms. Oh. It looks so hardy.
1: Oh, cool. Um,
0: yeah, watered it down really good, kept it really moist, and it looks like it's going to be, well, if they all come out, bumper crop and peaches. So.
1: Oh, that is so cool. Now, i got to give you a warning right away. All right. Make, make sure you thin those peaches.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, because peaches can produce so much fruit. Now you got to hope it gets pollinated. Right, we have a good weather. You got a good chance. The bees should be flying. Okay, there's just not that many bees anymore like there used to be. So, but uh, let's hope for the best. But you can get so much fruit on a peach that it breaks the branches right off the tree. So thinned about one to every five inches.
0: One, one. What do you mean, one day every fall? Oh, the blossoms?
1: No, wait for the fruit to form. Okay. And then as long as the fruit is sizing up at all, you want to actually uh, pull it off before it's the size of a nickel. Okay. So any of the, if, first of all, if there's any that just aren't sizing up, they're staying really little, those probably didn't get pollinated, just pull those off first. Then go through and leave about one Peach for every five inches. Pull all the ones in between. It almost kills you. You know, you feel you feel mean pulling <laughs> off all those little fruit. But boy, you'll get you'll get way bigger, better peaches, and it won't put so much weight that'll break the branches off. But even if you thinned every five inches, if you see branches really bending down with all that fruit stick yeah. something up to hold the branch put up some kind of a prop to hold the branch up so that it doesn't break off because I've I've grown a lot of peaches over the years I always had peach trees when I was a kid and uh, boy they they break easy that's very soft wood
0: well I had uh, cropped it pretty closely before I yanked it out of the ground so there's really no limber branches that I can tell on it um what? But, yeah, okay, I'll thin it. Uh, I just have a sort of suggestion. I was listening to Jason from Goldbar, and I have a neighbor who planted a lot of bamboo. Uh-huh. But, fortunately, they put a two-foot metal corrugated barrier up between the properties. So nothing has really came over in the last it's been eight years. I don't know how tight root balls are for... Um, for for that, but um, if he has a three-foot planter, that's pretty sizable. If they are really a tight root ball, you'd know more about that than me. I'm kind of a lazy guy. Um, Depending on the condition of these cedar boxes, they may not be good after eight years or wherever they are. I think I'd be tempted to just uh, sacrifice a chain uh on it on the chainsaw and just cut them into quarters and then replant them. That's box not them a bad idea. Get rid of the box.
1: It's not a bad idea. Well, it'll be interesting to see. I I'm starting to suspect it's the weather. Yeah. But but I have seen uh I've definitely seen bamboo go to heck when they get so rootbound you can't get any water in there anymore. So Can we'll see which way apart? it goes but that's a good idea to sacrifice a chain on a, on a chainsaw and just divide them up that way. Because I'll tell you, it is so so hard. Even yeah. digging out a bamboo is a job that I hate. So yeah. Well, that's what I do. All do right, have a good day, Cisco. hey, thanks for the feedback. Really appreciate it. And okay. enjoy those peaches. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Now, if Gary can only keep the squirrels off him. Squirrels love peaches. I used to tie my black lab to my peach tree on a long rope. And the squirrels would send one squirrel out just beyond the end of where the dog could reach on the rope. The dog would be trying to get him, trying to get him. Another squirrel would come from the other way, climb up to the top of the tree, knock down all the peaches. Oh, la, la. Used to make me so mad. All right, listen we'll be back in a minute. We we have time for one or two more calls. One triple eight nine seven three Cairo. One triple eight nine seven three five four seven six. There's no one in in line, so you'd get right in and uh, hey, we'll be right back ninety seven three Cairo FM. Yeah. Hey, we're going to go to Painbridge Island now. Carl, hello.
3: Hi, how are you? Can you hear me okay?
1: Yeah, yeah, you betcha.
3: You betcha, Sven. Hey, uh, my question is, I just recently moved over from the Olympic Peninsula over to the Panhandle in Idaho, and the tomatoes I grew on the peninsula, which were determinants, uh, like Oregon Spring and Silettes, and, and they usually do an early girl or something, but... Uh, I wanted to plant tomatoes over there, and I was wondering what kind of tomato plants you could recommend.
1: Well, you're going to get more heat than you're going to get here, but you get a really short season. So yeah, I, right. I there's no two ways in my mind I'd be growing really nothing but uh, cherry tomatoes over there.
3: Uh, and then I had another question. Also, sure. I want to build. I want to build a gazebo, and I want to use a friend of mine. He has kiwi plants that grew over it, and really made a nice shade area. And I was wondering if those would grow over there. Also,
1: I'm not too sure about this one, but my guess is that kiwis are not going to be hardy over there in the Panhandle of Idaho. So okay I, the cold in the winters what's gonna get them and um,
3: that's what I was worried about there
1: yeah that you know they're borderline hardy even here some years real real cold weather can kill them so I think you're gonna have to figure out maybe a, a different kind of uh fruiting plant to grow you know you could try akebia akebia is uh is it's a pretty cool-looking plant. It has fragrant flowers in spring, and uh, if you plant two different kinds, you get these great, big, cool-looking fruit that um, they taste like custard. They're really good, and um, I've never—I've never heard of that before. Yeah, it's called a cibia, and um, so it's—it's. It's, Definitely, but you have to have two varieties to get the fruit and uh but but uh look that up, and make sure it's really hardy enough for over there. You know the first thing I do when I get over there, I would go to uh you know ask ask the people in your neighborhood what's one of a really high quality nurseries around here go there. And see what they've gotten. There might be a really good fruit nursery in that area. I know you can grow things like blueberries there and, you know, all most of the regular fruit raspberries. But, uh, you know, and I think a would be hardy. And it's really fun to grow. The one thing, it's got, it's got about a million seeds in it. So you got to, you know, put it through a strainer or something to get those seeds out. But, boy, is it delicious when you eat it.
3: Excellent. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And uh, it's my first time ever calling you, and uh, I'm I, uh, really happy that I did.
1: Well, I'm really happy you did. And, A, hey, go to the Master Gardener um, plant sale. It's in April if you get a chance if you're in town. And buy lots of their really cool um, tomatoes, that They're smaller tomatoes because they'll really thrive for you uh, over there in in the panhandle of Idaho, and there's some real unusual good ones. There are even ones with uh, blue fruit now on tomatoes, and they're supposed to be really good for your night sight. Oh, okay, yeah. I'll have to
3: look that up and go to
1: the gardening thing there. Great. I'll probably see you at that. Oh okay. Excellent. when is that now? That's what date? It's it's in April. I think let me see if I've got that in my uh website right now cuz um I believe it is and um I know Mary hasn't put it in yet, but it's in April. I can tell you that much. I'll see it somewhere. It, yeah. It'll be in it'll be on my events page very soon on on my events page in my um in my website. Okay, thank you very much. All right, Carl, great questions. Have fun living in Idaho. It's a pretty cool place.
3: Oh, it is. It is. I like both places, so.
1: (laughs) Cool. Well, you take care. All right, bye. Okay, well, I only have a couple more minutes. Won't take any more calls here, but I did get an email that I thought was really interesting. I'll share that with you real quick. And it's from Bobby, and in this doggone snow that we got, she had a 30-foot-tall, beautiful weeping willow that fell over in the snow, and uh, it was like the prize of her garden. She wants to put in a new one. She found some big ones that aren't that expensive, but they're going to cost 2000 $4, to $4,000 to install in her garden. Well, Bobby, I'll tell you what I would do. I would buy a little one because those weeping willows grow so fast. You can't believe it. Honest to gosh, in five years, you'll have a substantial tree. In 10 years, it'll be as big as the one that fell over. Uh, One year, a friend of mine had to get rid of a weeping willow out in his garden. So he called me up and I said, yeah, I'll come over with my chainsaw. Well, I went up, it was about 30 feet tall. I went up 14 foot, cut it in half, and so much water, it was in a really wet spot, so much water came pouring out the top of the tree when I cut it. It was like a fountain with water, and it just did in my chainsaw. I hit the spark plug and drenched it, and I couldn't finish the job. I was going to come back and do it in a couple weeks And we just didn't connect. I didn't do it. I came back the next year. It was about 30 feet tall again. I had cut it off at 14 feet. So that's how fast those guys grow, Bobby. So buy a little one, and it won't tend to fall over. You put a big one in there, next time we get a storm, it'll probably fall over again. A little one will be much better rooted in, and I think it'll perform much, much better for you. So, okay. Hey, uh, okay, just a reminder that uh, I am going to be at the Skagit Island County's Builders Association home show tomorrow at noon. I hope lots of you come. I'm going to give away a Gardening with Cisco t-shirt. Oh, la, la. And uh, don't forget, I'll be at Zenith Holland Gardens over on Marine View Drive next Saturday at 1.30 p.m., and I'll be giving away a lot of plants at both those talks and, of course, a Gardening with t Cisco T-Shirt. Brian, thank you, old buddy. All right, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. <music>